0: This is a Soulfire Fire production. So grateful to be here with you guys. And it's so fun hearing all your messages on how this is serving you in this crazy time that we're all experiencing together. It's just so important to know that you're not alone. And, you know, I get it, too, because sometimes I lay in bed at night and I'm listening to this new app Clubhouse and I'm in a room just to be with seven people or I'm like, what podcast can I listen to now to just feel connected to people and community and two ladies that I have on here today are two of my closest friends and dearest friends and people that have gotten me through 2020 for sure and Monica many periods of my life but we wanted to this year I want to have a lot more three-way conversations they seem to do well last year both of you guys were on my podcast last year both of the podcasts were very well received but I like having these group conversations where we can reflect ideas off of each other I think there's something powerful that happens in threes so um, a lot's happened in the past week um you know, politically and, you know, there's, there's a lot going on politically and this is not a political podcast and I'm not here to share my perspective or my opinions on anything. However, this is a podcast to bring us back to center. This is a podcast to bring us back to ourselves so we can stay grounded and focused and activate our light, our truth and stay in our gifts. And I was sharing with Monica and Katie earlier this week. It's like, man, how, why don't we just have a conversation about how to stay, inside of ourselves, how to stay centered inside of all of this. It's the new year and I feel at least inside of myself. And I don't know if I'm feeling the collective or if this is my personal stuff, but I'm feeling a ton of, I have to set all the goals and the momentum has to hit now. And there's still so much going on in the world, you know, and it can all feel like a lot and we could feel like, Oh my God, I haven't done enough yet. And that can even slow us down even more. So I'd love to have a conversation on how you guys are supporting yourselves, number one, and supporting other people in your lives on how to stay centered, grounded, and focused in The beginning of a new year where people want things to shift so drastically and there's still so much going on
1: all right yes i would love to thank you laura katie of course i always love being with you i feel like this is the sisterhood i feel like we're throwing little concoctions into a cauldron brewing it around and like poof here's all the magic that's going to come out so you know catch catch whatever serves you let go of all the rest um so for me personally i will say that i always start my new year practices in september and october of the previous year because i know that my personality i'm type a i'm a virgo i'm a triple virgo my rising my my moon all of it so i know that i need to kind of pull the reins back a little bit and give myself the space to overthink to perfectionize to do all the things my natural system will do so that i can chill the f out when i come to january So I do my goal setting, I do my business goals, I do my personal goals, I do my family goals, we revisit our family core values, we revisit our business core values. And then my husband and I, because we've been in the work and doing the work together for so long, we have heartfelt conversations, and then we have logical conversations. And we kind of split them because they carry a different energy. And so by doing that, I take a lot of baths. That's something you and I, Laura, have in common. Light a lot of candles, listen and hear a lot of beautiful either meditations or music or things that get me into the state of calm and peace. And I smell a lot of yummy smelling things because aromatherapy super chills my body out and my nervous system out. So with the concoction of all of that, I just feel like I land inside of myself when I'm preparing to do the work that I want to create. And then I also do a lot of prayer because I know from my own life experience that when Monica goes to town on doing things without co-creation, without spirit's help, that she feels like she's rock climbing half dome at Yosemite. But when Monica goes towards things with her heart attached and her femininity and her feet grounded in the earth, Monica kind of dances with a flowy white dress and connects with people and attracts and manifests in a completely different way with a completely different vibration. And that attracts like-minded vibration, which is all I wanna do in the world right now is just be with amazing people with similar vibration, doing similar vibration work. So if people didn't, set
0: themselves up in October. How are you sharing for them? Are you having them pause and take a deep breath right now and let it come and or create the space to really do the things you did in in October and
1: November? Yeah, so I do that obviously because I believe that we as pillars of light uh, of thought you know, agents and change agents that we are responsible for the pillars of light that we are for others and the space we hold for others. So Jan and I, every January and three times a year, launch a program called the 90 day plan. And that is exactly what that plan is for is to jumpstart into whatever goals you may have with a accountability and very, very small action steps that you take over time. And we do two setup calls in the beginning to lay the groundwork, to create the safe space, to have people breathe, to show people like dream big and then let's chunk it down to what's actionable. So yes, I do my planning, I create the space for me and my my ability to hold and then I go and I hold for people. Katie, what about you?
2: My process is totally different. And it's like, but I've had similar processes before. So my Virgo moon can totally understand your triple Virgo. Um, if you listen to my previous episode with Laura, I'm deep into astrology and human design and all things mystical. And this past year, I wanna say 2020 in particular, and leading into 2021 was the first year that I really have had zero goals of like set things, um, tangible things, actionable things that need to be accomplished because I've shifted my way of setting. Up things in not putting pressure on any um, specificity so I think I've talked to both of you about different styles of manifestation so in the the work that I do I I talk a lot about this and how each of us actually has a very very unique way of drawing in what's best for us and I think where the separation and where this pressure that everyone's feeling often happens is that people are fitting themselves into molds that are actually not their way of manifesting. It's not the way that works for them. And so then there's all this frustration and anger and and these intense feelings of like why isn't this working? Why isn't this way of this this format of writing down the lists or doing whatever vision boarding like why isn't that drawing that in for me? And so my way of how I set myself up not not only yearly because I do things in much smaller increments. I find that that works better for me is um one I work with the moon cycle. So every 2 weeks I kind of recheck in, I look at where the moon and where all the um, astrological and celestial elements currently are and kind of like tap into whatever that is. But whether you're into astrology or any thing like that or not, the process for me is more like consistently tapping into the feeling of how I want to feel embodying that feeling. And then the doors open up for what I want to call in. And so it's less of like when I achieve XYZ monetary goal or create this course or whatever, then I feel fulfilled, happy, whatever. Cause I I was, I did that for a long time and it was never the thing. And so part of this, and I know part of this conversation about like relieving the pressure about it being January and it being the start and even more for this year right? 2021, I think, unlike any year before, after 2020, it's like, there's been such buildup of, okay, now 2021 is going to be amazing. Because 2020 was, everything fell to shit. And now we're in 2021. And it's like the first couple weeks have been a little rocky for a lot of people. And if you had, if you have really high expectations, that can be a little bit scary. And so one of the main things, I think, in working with clients and working with anyone but really in my own personal practice is like letting go of any expectations and how can I consistently bring myself regardless of what's happening in my external world back to center which is something that all of us together talk about all the time we, I mean we've been consistently having these conversations all year long how do we bring ourselves back to center when even if we have XYZ goals or objectives or things that we're trying to achieve which are great I think we should all, be able to not only have goals, but achieve whatever we want, but how can we consistently keep ourselves centered and keep ourselves in the frequency of allowing to continually step into that and draw that in regardless of external circumstances. I'm I'm very interested in uh, both of your thoughts. I know we talk about this all the time, but that's, I'm seeing that so much us being what 12 days into January and already it's like, there's a lot showing up. And if you, if you, had these really steadfast, hard goals on January 1st. And you're like, maybe freaking out a little bit about external circumstances. Like how do we stay centered and not throw all that out the window?
1: I also think that what you're saying, there's a tenderness right now. There's a lot of high sensitivity, a lot of people that are intuitive, a lot of people that are empathic, that are really feeling the coming through from one year that was an unprecedented and unfamiliar year into, is this year going to become more familiar to me? And how who am I at being the artist and the co-creator of this clarity, this familiarity, this place to land? So I love what you're saying. And I do agree with you wholeheartedly. Everything from in my life now. You know, 20 years ago, my life was only about the action and the doing. And I quite hated being human because it it was like my human was so st- stressed and taxed and never satisfied with what it was producing. And it was through conversations with dear friends. It was through relationship building with Laura. It was through cultivating my relationship as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, and really committing and dedicating myself to what you said, Katie, the ways of being, the experience of who I am, the receiving of the feedback and those gifts that others want to bestow upon me that once upon a time I didn't even think I was deserving of. And mm-hmm. so that shift of energy coming into a year like 2021, which is also in the US, a shift in consciousness as a um, political shift, you know, that there's tides are changing. So we're in the year of massive new, and I think our systems love new, love the idea of new, but are unfamiliar with how to actually navigate new.
2: Might have like high expectation around it too, right? I love what you said too, because Monica, even in your process of 2021, right? And calling in new things, like you've been doing that, embodying the frequency, embodying, like calling in, consistently checking in where like your emotions match what you're calling in, right? And that's why it works. But if someone else started their goals in September and are not doing, have not done that consistent over years and decades of like consistently looking in and looking at where you're placing your locust of control externally, yes. then it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I love this cut, this conversation about the newness and Laura, I'm wondering too, I know we spoke about this yesterday, even about a couple people showing up with you and the pressure of the new, the excitement of the new, but also then when that excitement is not met at the level of where the expectation was, what that does in kind of derailing Mm -hmm. the psyche.
0: Yeah, totally. It's been an interesting year for me. Um, typically to Monica, to your point, I, I set myself up earlier, um, in the year and I just feel like this year for me, I've just given myself a lot more space. And I've been really tender with myself and giving myself that space. To me, I've been having a lot of reflective conversations with girlfriends of like, hey, can we do a Zoom call? And can I just bounce some ideas off of you on what's coming forward for me? So I've done three or four Zoom calls where it's just this is what I want this year. Can you repeat back to me what, what you're hearing? And can you kind of reflect and and share maybe your ideas on top of this and maybe some ways that you think you could see me executing these things just so I can start to marinate the conversation to get the ball rolling. Like it wasn't a, let me sit down for two days and do a goal setting workshop. It, it's really been letting it come through and giving myself space and, and actually having joy in the whole process. Um, Monica said, said something to me when she was out here a little bit ago. She said, my wish for you on her birthday, she goes around on the table on everyone's birthday and gives a wish for everyone else, is that you experience every moment, every moment like a bubble bath. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a great wish for me. And I'm going to take that in and embody that in everything that I do, whether it's goal setting, whether it's getting to the process of what I truly want coming through, I'm just going to enjoy the small moments. So I've just been giving myself a lot of space and that's actually allowed a lot to come through in a different kind of way this year.
1: Um, Well, as a reflection to you, Laura, I will say that there's a different speed at which you're sharing and there's a different energy with which you're accomplishing what I'm witnessing you accomplish. It's like there are certain people that always come from behind and there are other people that are doing, stepping into what they're doing next. And I think if we carry, I'm behind something, then we inadvertently or directly put pressure on ourselves. And when it's inadvertent, we feel very disconnected from ourselves. When it's direct, we feel punished by ourselves. And it's so fun to talk with you and thank goodness, I feel so grateful that we've had enough of a relationship where we've seen all of this. We've been through those moments where I just can't take anything else. And then we've been through those moments of like, oh my gosh, we're having the most elated fun on the planet and being silly and goofy and wild and weirdo. And we've even talked about like the nurture nature of a great friendship compared to the nurture nature of a family. Because although we count on our family for certain things, they can't always deliver what we count on them for. But friends, there's like some less pressure. So we can really ask them for what we want. And you can just kind of go through your Rolodex of people that you care about or that have cared about you and say, okay, can you help me with this? Nope. Okay, great. Let me call this person. Okay, let me talk to this. Okay, let me, you know, like we can go and sh- we're not attached to this person is the one that I thought was going to handle this for me. So it has been beautiful to witness what you're sharing. And I I have witnessed you being more of in that space and being present and just being really a loving space for so many people who I think have lost their way. Mm.
0: Well, it's easy to lose their way. And I, when I, mean, I have so much compassion, like you turn on social media and it's just, everyone has such an opinion and not even an opinion, like a, like a, directed energy opinion you turn on the news and there's a directed agenda you know and and it's it's so clear and and it's intense all of the landscape of the media period is intense right now so people can really take that in to themselves and embody it and it's a lot so I have a lot of compassion for that and I don't know how you guys are navigating this time but How do you keep yourself from um, getting triggered? Like, how do you keep yourself centered when there is so much going on that does evoke a lot of emotion?
2: I feel like, and I've said this to my close circle, to you, both of you, many times, and I've, I've been not hesitant, but careful about who I say these things to. But 2020, and particularly when March hit, I was like, oh, this is why the past three years have been how they have been. Like, I almost felt like I had gone through the cycles of being able to hold what last year was before it, not because of anything about me, just because of the nature of how my path laid out. And so what was really, really interesting, what my experience was, is I had done so much mirror work and like, reflections of, um, my own projections, my own shadows, like really, really had been hitting those hard for three years before. So when everything flared in the external, I was kind of like, of course, feeling it, but also not understanding it as much because it understanding it because I had been through it and have, but seeing so clearly that no matter what side It's a projection because the the greatest challenge in what's happening, like whether it's politically, whether it's thoughts medically, thoughts on anything, right? There's massive division and there are challenges with social media, feeding specific information to specific people. But what I see, what I find most challenging and what I consistently am looking at within myself is one, how can I remain neutral in any and all situations and allowing that side person, whatever experience to be heard. And also knowing when there's a huge charge within me, what am I not holding within myself? What am I, what am I putting on the other that's actually something for me to look at? Because no matter really, we're not talking about specifics of politics about anything. If you are saying this person is this, or this person is wrong, or they are the problem, that's like the number one Thing to look at yourself regardless of how steadfast you feel in your beliefs and we don't have a lot of that happening we have a ton of group think happening wherever you are on the spectrum and so I think I don't even remember what the original question is I think it was how do you stay stay neutral stay like even within yourself and for me it's been um less of a challenge staying neutral and more of a consistent practice to not feed into it regardless of where it is. And so that's what I continue to come back to every day. Like if I feel like I'm feeding into any side of it, like where can I then have compassion, empathy and, and try to understand better where the other is coming from. Cause that kind of listening is what we need in order to
1: move forward, no matter how we're moving forward. The last thing that you said, Katie is really profound. Um, it's really where I'm listening from. You know, if I'm listening from a place of what's serving me, I often see it through that lens. And the world represents whatever I'm looking for. So the more I look for what's positive, what's working, what's serving, the more I find the humor in things, the more I take the urgency off of things, the, the, the easier it is for me to recognize it's temporary and that's a really big part of how i stay neutral is even if it's uncomfortable now it's not going to be uncomfortable forever and i my container has gotten better at at holding that if i if i hold on to it it's going to stick around longer so if i can open my hands And I play this funny game and it's an NLP trick where you put your hands out and you imagine on, on the left hand, which is your mother hand and the side of your heart, you put the part of you that needs nurturing because it needs the mother. So you put that part of you that's frantic or having anxiety or putting pressure on you. You put that on your left hand and on your right hand, you put the most nurturing, loving, wonderful energy, being friend representative. So I imagine like I have two little baby Lego figures on each of my hands and it's like, okay, I look at the left hand and I say, what do you need me to know right now? And then the left one is like, you're this and you're that and you don't listen. and It's like having its heyday. It's doing the temper tantrum. It's throwing its fit. It's being loud. It's being obnoxious and it's blaming me for everything. And I'm like, okay, thank you very much. And what do you want me to know? And the, this voice is like, oh, I just think you're just being so present and you're just doing such a wonderful job, sweetheart. And and would you like to say anything to this part? And then I hear her in my minds. I say, now, sweetie, tell me what you need. I'm right here. I just want to embrace you. I know that it's been so hard. And she then reflects this angry anxiety bit. And little by little, it's like, is there anything else you need me to know? Is there anything else you need to know? And at a certain point, the angry, loud part is like, no, I think I said everything I need you to know. It's like, thank you so much for letting me know. And then I make arrangements like, okay, if I were to agree to do this with you, if I were to agree to bath more, if I were to agree to read more, if I were to agree to sit down for 15 minutes a day and do this, would that serve what you're feeling upset, uneasy, anxious about? Well, yes, but, and then it'll tell me like some other demand. It's like, okay, well, I can't do exactly that, but what about this? And I negotiate, but I always have this part of me that is, the nurturer and the holder like that checks and balances whatever I do or say in regards to this part of me so that I don't become the part of me that wants to just be the Tasmanian devil and wreak havoc everywhere. And when I'm done, I say, thank you for showing up and thank you for caring enough to share and thank you for showing up and thank you for caring enough to share. And then I bring them together and I have this one like loving on this one And then I put it into my heart and I'm complete. And it's like, you know, a one minute, 30 second, a minute and a half exercise, but it's so kind to me that that's really how I allow for, there are parts inside of me that aren't Monica, but that are representations of my experience. And so I want those parts to be heard, just like a child who's throwing a temper tantrum. You just don't walk away from them and ignore them. You wait till they're done with the tantrum. You hold a space of loving kindness and generosity, and then you do the work. You simply reflect what you hear their needs and wants are until it's done. So that is a very helpful tool that I use. And I use it with clients who get on a phone call with me and are like, ah! you know, because I can't talk sense to that part of them. I have to meet them inside of it. Ah! And that's a beautiful way to do it.
2: But you're ultimately coming from an integrated place then. It's like, you know, I think that there is this year, this past year has caused a lot of people to need to have their entire viewpoint thought out immediately to have almost this group consensus of safety around the viewpoint, right? And Monica, this, the like, inner child work, NLP work, this is something that we consistently go back to again. And it's not like, you just get there and you're perfect. And you know, it's like, again, and again, and again, having those conversations. But when Laura, you talk about that right needing to speak out about everything or needing to you know have a view on everything I think this not only taking care of yourself but allowing yourself to really come to center on how you feel on what your thoughts are and like integrate that is pretty rare In committing to that and also really really powerful when you do so and I've no, I've witnessed you. I've noticed both of you do that. Again, yeah, at all costs. Get, there's sometimes where I'm so triggered, I'm like, give me anything, anything. Throw me something, yeah. please. Yeah, <laughs> You then you come back. It's like right, we get triggered and we notice and we know it's not necessarily the external. Mm-hmm. It's like there's external trigger, but it's always just a mirror. And then we we work with it and we have the conversations on our hands and we bring it to our hearts and then we do it again.
1: (laughs) Totally. Is there anything you're sharing with your clients, Monica, around this? What I'm seeing is that people want to be seen, heard, and understood. That human basic need is rampant right now. And I think a lot of it is because people are feeling either isolated literally because they live by themselves, or they feel isolated emotionally because they can't share everything that they feel. They're scared to share social media. There's been, you know, a consensus of bullying, there's so much discrepancy between money, race, sexuality, misunderstandings, and I'm so happy that they're coming to the surface finally and they're not just buried and people are tiptoeing around it. I'm actually happy people are feeling triggered and they're talking about it, I love that. I think that's, that's the road to solution, along the road to any solution, there's dissension. You have to, you have to combat some of this and you have to have your ways and your ideas challenged a little bit. And what people are sometimes doing is you get emotional about being challenged instead of, oh, wow, I'm noticing how emotional I'm getting about this. I'm not going to take it out on you. I'm going to notice what I need to come back to center and to not feel so emotional so that I can respond in a way to my specific and unique circumstances or to the circumstances of this team or collaboration that I'm a part of. There's a tone and there's a pace with which you'll notice Katie was speaking. And when you pause and when you allow what you're thinking and what you're feeling to land, and not just pass by it to get the point across or to allow the feelings to activate the next thought that triggers the next feeling. And that activation, which I love, this is the activate podcast. So, you know, you get activated, there's positive activation and there's negative or self-sabotaging activation. Exactly. And so if you can come to the way to meet your brain functioning, if you're a fast thinker, then you need to meet your fast thinking, but how do you come to center in those moments where you feel like I'm out of control so fast, as opposed to, you know, I have to change. Sometimes you just don't have to change. There's nothing to change about. You're amazing and miraculous just as you are, but you need to come into center. You've lost the grounding and you're now in response mode, swirling, come back. And if people could really pause for a moment, to notice, oh my gosh, my emotions are a great sign of where I am, a barometer or a thermometer. And now I see that I'm raging hot. I've got a huge fever. How do I come back to center? Pause, give myself what I need, and then re-engage. And that way people's feelings won't get so hurt and they won't say things they didn't mean to say because their feelings were running their logic.
2: Especially if you have activated and activated, right? When there's activated and activated, it doesn't matter what you say or how activated you are. You're not going to be able to hear or see the other one. You're, you're just not. It's interesting. I was watching a, um, a debate online yesterday of a mutual friend of ours had someone on that had directly opposing opinion. I think, Monica, you touched so beautifully on without using the word, but like cancel culture has really showed up strong this past year of like, and people are scared to ask questions. And so I was watching this debate yesterday and it was so clear, especially on one side of that. It was coming in with a fight with an activation, like no matter what, there wasn't going to be a listening or a hearing of the other. And this, you also brought up, Monica, the isolation, right? And I think in a year where hopefully, we're hopefully, right, we're stepping into less isolation, but we don't know. There's unknown. But when there is isolation, physically, with our beliefs, any of it, there's this inherent separation that then it almost feels like causes the other side or the other opposing opinions to. Um, be even less heard and even more in this microcosm of not seeing the humanity or seeing that there is truth to all of it the yes and right we consistently come back to the yes and so I'm just I'm hoping that if anything whether tensions are higher whether there's more activation for certain things that we can turn that lens towards us and see that It's not about like being more steadfast or fighting harder in our beliefs because fighting harder in our beliefs isn't going to make the other see that. It's about actually coming to neutrality and figuring it out within ourselves so then we can have productive conversations and all move forward. Because we are in this massive change, no matter what, we're in this massive change. And we're in a massive change where some people love things that are showing up, some people really don't. And in order to move forward in general and be more unified, regardless of how opposing our views are from someone else, we need to be able to listen and hear without wanting to fight and attack right back.
0: So I love this conversation of activate. This is what we're talking about. So Monica and I have have recently dabbled into clubhouse, this new app, Katie. I saw that you joined yesterday. Actually, I, I invited you. It's cool. It's basically like podcasting live. It's like these cool breakout rooms. And somebody asked like, what is your creativity formula? And I thought it was such a cool question because there were like really highly creatives answering the question, whether they were authors, whether they were artists, like they were real creatives and they each had a different formula. And I actually had to think about it. I'm like, do I have a creative formula? So I wanna ask you guys a question. Do you have a, you can call it creative, you can call it activate. What is your formula? For you personally, if you're like, I am out of whack, I'm out of alignment, what is your formula to come into alignment and live creative, activated on purpose from a loving space? When I'm working out, like specifically on a Stairmaster, I don't know if it's climbing. Like it's a climbing, it's the movement forward. I guess it could be on a bike, but I typically choose for, for my cardio stairmaster and I'm listening to music that I love. I'm a huge music person. DJ Megan Taylor has been on this podcast. I've made playlists for you guys. I'm always listening to music. The amount of hours I listen to music is ridiculous, but it activates me. So those two things really tap me in. I start getting visions. I start getting creative downloads. You should see how many notes I have right now on my phone between working out and flying because planes and, and getting up in the air are another way that I get activated. I have 4,000 notes on my phone right now of just different insights and ideas and downloads. And, and that's, that's part of my formula. So I would, I would love to know yours
1: so we talked about this a little last night. So, um, it was really awesome because I loved thinking about it and, and, you know, it's reflect, like you really need to reflect on what do I actually do? How do I actually show up inside of that space? So what was very clear to me is it's very early in the morning or very late at night when all of my people are asleep in their beds. <laughs> so I can't hear anything and it's just Monica time. And I, there, I am a sensory experiential person. In order to not leave my human body, I need things that ground me into it. So candles, aroma, and music like Laura. So depending on the mood, like if I'm wanting to get something done, then I'm listening to music that's a little bit more like (laughs) you're like getting it done. If I want to be in a state of receiving, then it needs to be something like in the flute and guitar and wood flute type energy and vibe. And the space that I like to go to is this like tuning deeply into not Monica, but my ancestral wisdom. Mm. If I'm tuning into Monica, she is like a pinball in a pinball machine banging against everything, going every direction all at once and trying to get all the points and hit everything at once. It's totally not functional. But if Monica tunes into her ancestral wisdom, tunes into things that are bigger, things that are not just tangible, um, not results that she wants to get then, I land inside of a space of, Ooh, and it's like curiosity and wonder. And in that space, sky's the limit, like 4,000 notes later, me too, pages and pages and pages. I have like 95 journals half written with, Oh, I need another journal. And I grab whatever's the closest journal and just start writing things in it. So it's like, they're all over the place, but that's it, it feels like a little bit of a scavenger hunt to go do that.
0: I get my candles lit. I get my sensory, my candles, my music. I create a setting, which everyone on the line can create their version of this setting. My moment, my experience where I'm tuning in with my higher self. And I'm really, really having this dialogue with my inner wisdom that that channels pages and pages of notes. I love that. That's your activation formula. Cool. Package it. Bottle it up. Accessible. Any moment. What about you, Katie?
2: I love hearing yours both because I kind of have bits and pieces of both of yours, but then also uh, totally different. So my formula, and I'm learning this more and more as I like step in and create more and more, it happens with the, I'm a thousands and thousands of note type person too. And I'm someone who I can focus intensely, like really intensely on something for short periods of time. And then I move on to the, to the next. And so how my creativity formula, I think, starts is basically I'm really interested in something, whatever it is. It can be totally random. It can be totally not on my to-do list or in helping me create whatever I'm wanting to create. But whatever it is, it's like, I need to dive into that regardless. That then informs and gives me energy to go to this thing, which then sparks this idea that I write down in this note. And then I'm like, I need my journal. I have a million half-written journals too, sometimes with nothing ever happening on those ideas. Um, sometimes I look at inspiration, other places, but really the internal inspiration, it's like, what is it that's inspiring me today? Do this, do that, write it down. And then what happens within me is this pressure builds. And so in any project, in any like, uh, course and any like creative vision I have, it's never like I go from start to finish. I have a bunch of half finished projects happening at any given time. And I have energy to do any one of them every day. And then this pressure builds and I go on walks and I can listen to music. Sometimes I don't listen to music. and I listen to binaural beats and I can meditate or I, I do. Walks are really my my big thing where like things feel like they come through me. Tangible writing things down, whether it's notes or otherwise, tapping into whatever is exciting me, letting the pressure build. And what happens is it builds in, in the, in like the old version of me, it would be like, I need to do this. I need to focus on just this. I need to like get this done. Like this is the thing, linear path. And now it's like, I feel the pressure building on that. And I know that if I focus on that, the answer is not going to come. So I divert and focus on whatever it is that is exciting me in the moment. And that's when boom, it happens And I go back to this. So my process always looks very all over the place. I have a million notes in a million different places, million journals. Like there's a method to my madness though. And the more and more I just like let it happen and like trust the timing too. And not a huge thing for me is not putting time limits on when something needs to happen and seeing what it is that needs to show up in my life. So like, this kind of is a perfect wrap up of the beginning of conversation. In goals, I used to be like, I want to launch my podcast here and I want to do this here and whatever. And instead I have more overarching visions of one, what do I want to feel? How do I want to make an impact? But how do I want to feel like creatively impactful? And knowing that then that frees me up to allow that the work that is the most aligned at the moment to come through and catapult me and catalyze me to whatever's next. I love
0: it. In closing here, I would love to hear just a blessing that you guys each have for yourselves, our world, Um, just a blessing for 2020 and where we're headed. 2021? 2021, yes. (laughs) I've said 2020 so many times that it's like automatic. 2021, we're in a new year.
2: A blessing, more joy, more play, more embracing those inner childs and more bubble baths and more Yeah, I think that the more that for me and for everyone, the more that we can, regardless of circumstances, like find the peace, but also come back to the joy and come back that there can be joy and there can be connection and deep connection. I mean, the reason that I know both of you is because of 2020 and because of the beginning of the year feeling disconnected. I didn't know either of you before. and. You're two of the most important people in my life. And I, I it's like to know that whatever it is that your fears are potentially saying can't be possible cannot only be possible, but can be possible in a in a limitless way and in a synchronistic and serendipitous way beyond what you can believe. So all of that, believing in magic, like trusting, and then just continuing to step in to yourself your highest version of yourself your most authentic embodied expansive version of yourself every single day that's what i hope for me for all of you for anyone listening beautiful
1: received thank you i i receive that wholeheartedly thank you all right so for me um i'm just gonna speak to dear 2021 i want to thank you already for the the fertile soil that you have laid out before us for the opportunities that you are getting ready to reveal to us i definitely ask of you for clarity and for grace and for heart opened expansiveness i definitely hope that in this 2021 year you can bless us with clarity of who we are what our purpose and mission are how to overcome challenges in the most gentle way, how to recognize our gifts, how to present and allow our gifts to be breathed into so that they can spread. And that there's a connection to our divinity and a connection and collaboration between our humanity and divinity so that the two can share their roles effortlessly and we can see in others their light through whatever it is that is the mask they may be misunderstood wearing, and that we can show through our masks what we may be wearing and reveal our true authentic nature and be more vulnerable, more ready and willing to show up, more attuned to our emotional clarity so that we don't dump our emotions onto others, but simply share them and be aligned to what it is that is being revealed for us for the highest good of all concerned.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. This and so much more. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. I'm gonna do more of these group combos this year. I think they're fun, I think they're really interactive and I feel like it'll help you, like me, when I'm in group conversations, feel more a part of a community. So let me know who you want on, conversations you want us to discuss, DM me, email me. Really excited to create this community with you. It's been a really fun year getting to know you guys, what you love, what's resonating for you, so just really appreciate the feedback and co-creating this with you. As always, I'm going to love and <laughs> really, really appreciate if you guys subscribe and write a review. It really does help the podcast. I'm learning so much about this whole world every single week. If you guys do that, you will get access to a very exclusive playlist from DJ Megan Taylor. It's amazing. It's called the Activate Playlist, and it is activating. I absolutely love it. If you guys are looking for more conversations like this, please go head over to my friend Kelly's podcast. It's called The Kelly Show. You can find her on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Most of you are on Apple. Apple. And I've promoted her a bunch. Um, she is the leader of Soulfire Productions and she has her own show where she talks about all things spirituality, personal growth. And she's really open about her own personal journey to becoming a fuller version of herself. So go on over. Um, I know all of you are looking for more conversations to lean into, to feel connected more to community to yourself and i know all of you are on this personal growth path so go give the kelly show a follow and as always till next week stay activated thank you guys so much for listening please share this episode and dm us we'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at laurayholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next
1: week.